just a heap of ashes. And he came back to this and it was all gone. Can I tell you that much of that is happening today, that the Lord is allowing things that we have built that's got in the way of what He's called us to do, taking away. I, listen, I experienced that. 2008, I lost, uh, 2008 to 2012, Summer and I lost everything we had but the house and each other. <laughs> that's pretty much it. But at 19, I was called to pastor. I didn't want to pastor. I ran. I got tired. I didn't want anything to do with the church because I just, all I knew about the church is what went on behind the scenes, all the backbiting and the backstabbing and all, that's all I knew. It was not an excuse to run, but I ran. All I wanted to do was make decent money, pay tithes, go to church and go home, but that was not my call, so the Lord took those from me. At the moment, I didn't think it was the Lord taking it from me. I was mad. But he took it for a purpose, for a reason. He took it for me to grow and to look to him and not to man. But just like the human nature, when things are going wrong, David's man began to complain because somebody's got to take the blame. Somebody has to, has to be to blame. It's got to be somebody's fault. I can be walking through the house and I can... Ever, maybe it's just me. Have you ever tripped on nothing? And hurt your toe like in the carpet. And like, how do you stomp or stub or whatever you say your toe on nothing? But it's somebody's fault. I can't believe that. You're blaming somebody or something. But it's you. It's I. It's I who did it. But anyway, it was. It's you. It's just like men. They begin to complain and they grow angry. And that's the first resource of the human nature. Somebody's got to take the blame. But faith is con. Contrary to that. <coughs> Lord, I'm scared to touch anything. Now somebody might call me in. It's alright, this is ours. And I'm the only one who uses it. But faith is contrary to that. Faith's first resource is to lay the burden down at the foot of the Lord. Not to carry it. We, 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 we have... Um, <laughs> A lot of Christian folk get this, this mindset that I need to carry your burdens, help you carry. I can't carry my own burdens. I sure can't carry your burdens. I need to lay them at the feet of, of Jesus Christ. Listen, we, we desire to help, and that's help encourage others to lay them at the foot of the cross, the foot of Jesus. That, that's what we, we encourage one another. But I can't carry your junk and mine too. You're not designed to do that, nor were you called to do that, nor, were, nor anywhere in this word are you said, it says it's said to do that. We, 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 we take this whole terminology to share each other's burdens to a whole different direction. I'm not to share in sorrow. I'm to, I, listen, I empathize, and we cry when one cries and laugh when one laughs and all of those things, but we encourage them to lay it at the feet of Jesus. But, but it's our nature to do those things, but that's not the nature of faith, and that's not the first resource of faith. Psalm 55, verse 22, tells us to cast your burden upon the Lord, not your brother or sister in Christ. You ever been told something, and you're like, why did you tell me that? I didn't even want to know. Now I... Oh, man. Ooh. Then you get mad, and you get not mad, but you just that's all you think about. 
Have you ever thought about sometimes the weight that you're carrying needs to be just left at the feet of Jesus and you don't need to waste somebody else with it? Uh, listen, we're here to share and encourage one another and, and, and help each other, but cast your burden upon the Lord. The term cast in this, this context is not as one with the fishing rod. They, they cast, woo, and, you, and you reel it back in. That's not cast. It's, it's letting it go. It's, it's, it's cast. I got something in my pocket. Oh, well, I ain't going to cast it. Yeah, I'm going to cast the peppermint. That's cast. I need that later, sir. Uh, that's, that's casting casting it upon the Lord. He shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. He never said that we would not face trials and that we would not face hard times, but rather when you do, take them to the Lord. Take them to the Lord. Cast them upon the Lord and He shall sustain you. And if you leave them there, the Word says that the righteous won't be moved. You won't be moved. Again, we must understand the righteousness that He sustains is not the self-righteousness, but rather the righteousness that we obtain in and through Jesus Christ. Not your self-righteousness, but it's it's obtained and, and, and maintained in and through Jesus Christ. Verse 25 of, of Psalm 37 is, is, is misunderstood. It says, I have been young and now I'm old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. It don't mean that you're not going to face troubling times. Again, it's not self-righteousness. If, if our steps are ordered by the Lord, we will never be forsaken. We will never suffer want. But just because you're going through a difficult time and you're eating steak-flavored oodles of noodles instead of a real steak does not mean that you have been forsaken and you're begging for bread. It means that this is what you got. I've supplied it, eat it, and shut your mouth and keep moving. I'm going to tell you, man, I love some steak. But I've also learned to love uh, shrimp-flavored oodles and noodles are not that good. They just do not. I don't, I don't recommend those. Beef and chicken, that's pretty, it's okay. But I mean, imitation crab meat just ain't crab meat. It's like rubber. But hey, it'll fill a hole. and It, it, it don't mean that you're forsaken nor, nor, nor is this seat begging for bread. We get this confused that I'm going to, everything I do is going to prosper. Because see, listen, look, everything that we do that I do, and I have not sought guidance and wisdom from the Holy Spirit, does not mean He's going to bless it because I'm His child. If I make a stupid decision, I'm going to have to suffer the consequences of being stupid. There's an old saying, and it's true, if you're going to be stupid, you better be really tough. And I learned as a child to be really tough because I was really stupid. I told you, I, I burnt my, my eyebrows off, and look, I burnt my hair off this week. No, I didn't. Uh, I poured gasoline into a birdhouse I made and thought it would be a great idea to light it on fire, not, not understanding that the fumes are coming out of the blowhole. And it did, became a blowtorch birdhouse. It was woo, right in my face. 
stupid is and stupid does. And I, and I learned, uh, hey, whew, bad stuff. I'm I have never been called the most intelligent being in the universe. But it's okay. I don't even know why. That has nothing to do with begging for bread. But I'm not struggling with circumcision. I can promise you that. <laughs> oh, man. If you didn't hear last week, uh, you just need to go back and listen to it. It was a wonderful message. But we all just say things sometimes. But anyway, listen, I have been young and now I'm old. I've not seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. Again, it does not mean that you're not going to go through things. In fact, if you've served the Lord for any length of time, you will understand that it's just pretty rough sometimes. Because the flesh wants to rise up, and, and, and you can't let that happen because your, your Pentecostal roots want to lay hands on people in other ways that just ain't right. And you can't do that. Psalm 37, 26 and 27 says, He is ever merciful and lends, and His seed is blessed. He is always blessing the seed, his seed. Depart from evil and do good and dwell forevermore. Hard times will come and for many have come and, and the wind seems to never blow as if it's you and your little sailboat sitting in the middle of the lake just wishing my wind would come along and blow my way. In the meantime, while you're sitting there and the wind is blowing, you've been too busy complaining and you have not lifted the sail. Hey, I'm going to at least put it up on the mast. If it comes my way, when it comes my way, then I'm going to catch it. Hard times again, they'll come. They'll come. And when that wind blows and you catch that wind, if you will, in that little sailboat I'm speaking of, even if you don't know which way the land is and all you're asking is for direction, just for a little gust of wind, just some encouragement, even if you don't know all of that, this is all I, all I need is just something. Just something. David, it was a mighty man of God, a man after God's own heart. He was distressed. Psalm. 25 through 7 says that we will rejoice. We will rejoice in thy salvation. And in the name of our God, we will set up our banners. Jehovah Nisi, we will, we will raise the victory banner, set up our banners. The Lord fulfill all thy petitions. Now know that I, that I, that the Lord saveth his anointed. He will hear from his holy heaven with the saving strength of his right hand. <coughs> some trust in chariots, some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. I'm not trusting in anything else other than him. I'm going to place my faith and my trust in him. In whom do you trust when there's been no one to encourage you, no one to give you that push? In whom do we believe and on what do we stand? Look at David and Goliath. We know this. We, we've heard this. We've read this. We've preached it from a trillion different angles. But David wasn't encouraged to fight Goliath. He was told to go feed his brothers. And in fact, when he said, I will, they basically in essence told him, you're an idiot. 
David wasn't encouraged to fight him. He was told again to feed his brothers and to see how they were doing. His brothers didn't want him there. While they were afraid of the circumstance, David knew that there was a cause. A lot of us are afraid of the circumstance, but there are a few of us who understand there is a cause. David told Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight this Philistine. In the, in the south, in the, in the deep uh, hit, hit towns, it, we, we, there's a little saying that says, ain't scared. That, that's in essence is what he said, I ain't scared. I ain't worried about it. Hey, you know what? You want to stand up here and talk about it all day long? Just get, hey, let me go. I'm going. I'm all in. I, I, I mean, I, I, you know, I can always picture things, and I try to picture things, and I, and I see them up there yakking and running their mouth, and, and hey, man, let me just, I got five stones of sling. I'm ready to roll. Let's go. Y'all talk about it all day long. It don't matter to me. There's a cause. There's something greater than me. There's something greater than this Goliath. There's something greater than what you're afraid of. What an offer. I, I, I'm going to fight what you're afraid of. This is what we're told to fight the good fight of faith. The Lord will fight what you're afraid of if, if, if we will let him. What an offer. David said, I, I'm going to fight what you're afraid of, Saul. But, but, but. But Saul said, you're not able to stand against this Philistine because you're just a youth and, and he's a man of war from his youth. You ain't able. Oh no, I'm not able, but God is. God is. But while man always has an excuse, David had something that you all need and experience. In the natural, our, our past failures keep us from pursuing the promise of God. Man, I done messed up too many times. Oh well, go again. Well, if I mess up, then get up and go again. Well, if I mess up, well, guess what? You probably will because you're just a person just like any of us. And guess what you can do? Get up and go again. David recalled while they were while all this was going on, he recalled while I was tending my father's sheep, while I was in the field preparing to shepherd, while I was in the field learning to tend the flock, while I was there, I killed a lion and a bear. You think I'm afraid of this, this giant? The Lord delivered me and He's going to deliver me now. He didn't fight with, his, with man's armor, nor did he use their failing ways. David said, you come at me, we know this, with a sword, a spear, and a shield, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. A lot of us have come at this circumstance, this situation that is going on with our weapons of warfare. They're carnal. Put them down. <laughs> Drop them. I've heard it said, and I've heard so many good sayings. I'm like, oh yeah, oh yeah, I like that one. Oh yeah. Like, 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 like they, they have no right to have their dancing shoes on. They're dancing all over our constitutional rights. Oh man, I like it, and I could run, but I ain't, listen, it ain't, it ain't, I can't. There's a cause. There's a cause. <coughs> 
again, we see where David, against all odds, he went against all odds, against the negativity of, the wor uh, of what the world uh, would say or the words that were said. And you can't do it or, or you need to do it my way in a way that has never nor ever will work. You ever had somebody try it? Just try this. Why? Because it hasn't worked for you. Why do, why do you want me to try it? I honest, if I'm standing here and I am, I'm real. In a meeting when we were going through the rigorous uh, rigmaroos of getting our license to preach, they told me I had to do this, 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 and this. And I said, is it working for you? And the, the basic, there wasn't a no answer because they wouldn't say it, but it was a roundabout that way. They danced all around. I said, well, I ain't doing it either. Why would you want me to do something that has not, does not, and will not work? Why would we want to do something that does not work? Why? Do it the Lord's way. Do it the Lord's way. So he went and he did it the Lord's way. There are times where no one will encourage you but do we reach way down and say, enough? When does it come that time in your life where you say, enough? I'm tired of wallowing in pity. Can I be real? Listen, I've had some pity parties. And then it makes me so stinking mad when Summer will say, quit pouting. Quit pouting. Not. And knowing she's right, but there ain't no way I'm going to tell her because she already knows, and then it would just justify her being right. <laughs> if you're married, you know, men, we're always wrong. But when does it come to that place and in that time where you quit pouting and whining about everything and blaming everybody else and saying, Enough! I am going to encourage myself in the Lord. He is my sustainer. He's my provider. He's my protector. He's my healer, my deliverer. And I'm going to stand in and on His Word because He is divine and I'm a branch and what is going through Him will come through me. I've had enough. It takes the Lord to move a mountain. You ain't going to do it. Quit pushing. You done pushed and warrior. You done pulled a hammy pushing so hard. And you ain't moving nothing. Stop. Stop. Let him do it. It's the Lord who keeps us from fire and even from the smell of smoke. And when he brings us to the place of Ziklag, that place that burnt Ziklag, he didn't show him the ruins for him to be ruined. He showed him, I am still your provider. I will take you from ashes to beauty. It's a place where they worked so hard to gain, but now it's gone and it's only the Lord who will strengthen you to keep on going. David had had enough. I've had it. I'm telling you, I, I am t I'm going to be quite transparent. I, I really I, I do that a lot, but um, I'm not going to say anything crazy bad. Thursday, 
whew, I'm going to tell you, man, I was ready to drive to Raleigh. And I don't know what I was going to do, but I was just ready to go, scream at something. I mean, it was going to do me a lot of good to scream at the governor's mansion because that house would be terrified. <laughs> but I was mad. I had had it. I, I had had enough. But then the Lord reminded me, do you trust me with this, Jason? If you will hold your peace and see that I am the Lord your God, what you see before you, you will see no more. Oh, see, we, we, we want to we rise up and, and be the heroes and, and, and all these things. But that's not what He called us to do. He called us to be a servant, to take on the mind. Paul wrote in Philippians 2, Let this mindset or let this mind be you in you which was also in Christ Jesus. To take on that form of a servant. You're not to be all up here. But David, but listen, you, you've got to come to that place where you've had enough. He didn't call you to serve your pity party. He didn't call us to serve our hurt, our worry, our doubt. He called us to serve Him. A lot of this, a lot, the song we were singing a while ago. A lot of people could change thee to me. I exalt me. I exalt me. Because me is their Lord. You are your Lord. Listen, you ain't, we ain't to be exalted. He is. He is. Well, it's easy for you to say, preacher, I mean, you got a job. Oh, I, again, we live in a bubble. It's, man, it's the land of milk and honey. <laughs> goat milk and... <laughs> I'm just kidding. We got goats in just case you didn't know. But anyway. But David had had enough. I, am, I always get in trouble on Sunday nights. Psalm 27 and 1 says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life, and whom shall I be afraid? If He is truly your salvation, if He is truly your strength, what are you worried about? What are you worried about? What are you, tr what are you worried about? Yeah, it's going to try to creep in. Yeah, it's going to try to come in, because that's what the enemy does. That's how he works. Through deception, through, through pressure, through whatever he can use. He's going to work. He ain't going to quit. And I promise you, he works harder than you. I don't care if you've got a doctorate in theology two times. He's still going to outwork you. And still going to find something to use against you. If the Lord is your strength and he is your salvation, why are we afraid? Of? What are we worried about? I said it this morning. If we've got to have church out here for eight more weeks, Oh, well, I thank God that our church body here at Lakeside loves being out there, and I love it. I love being out there. Who needs to build another church? Me, just open doors. <laughs> Let's go out in the overflow. 
But anyway, no matter what or who comes against you, Romans 8 and 31 tells us, for if God be for us, who can be against us? And I want to say it again, the enemy comes to kill, to steal, and destroy, and he wants nothing more than you to be riddled with fear. Well, I don't know what I believe. Fox says this, CNN says this, MSNBC says Turn it all off because they all lie. All, all of them. I put a post out there, and, and I mean it sincerely, and I mean it with love. Research is a beautiful avenue, an informative avenue that everybody should take in all things. Find out for yourself. Well, I just don't know what to Google to find out. Well, read a bunch of them. And ask the Lord for wisdom and guidance. Psalm 34 and 4 says, I sought the Lord and He heard me and delivered me from all my fear. Every one of them. I, I'm not saying this to embarrass him, but I've said this before. And, and, and uh, When Noah was younger, he used to have severe anxiety attacks and panic attacks. And it would cripple him. And he would be at the point where he couldn't breathe and feel like he was going to die. And he was, it was real to him. And I remember the day so like it was just yesterday that all of it went away. We were coming home or back to my uncle's place at Holden Beach from Lockwood Folly. We were down there for, the, for a North Carolina State baseball tournament. And, and, and it kicked in on Noah. And we were going down. I can't remember the road. We had just passed all that museum stuff, and he was panicked to death. And Summer just said, the Lord has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And immediately the Lord just said to me, cut the lights out. I pulled over, cut the lights out. I cut the lights out, oh man, it was dark. And I said, you know, son, here it is. When, when darkness is around, this is what it is. But immediately when you speak the name of Jesus, I flipped the lights on and it was boom. I said, darkness has to flee. And it began, that moment was when I broke in, in Noah's life. I'm not saying he'd never been afraid or, or worried about anything else again. But he hadn't been riddled and controlled. He delivered me from all of my fears. He don't want to deliver you from one, but all of them. We've got to know that God is in control. Psalm 31, 15 says, My times... My times are in your hand. Deliver me from the hand of my enemies and from them that persecute me. Lord, I'm not only going to give you the issue and the problem, but I'm also going to give you my time. It's all yours. Do what you will, Lord. We like to use that. Oh, he's going to work all things for the good to them that love him. And he does. But do you truly trust Him to do it? He don't need our help. Psalm 42 and 5 says, Why are you cast down? Or why are you cast down, O my soul? That's where we get that old song. Why so downcast, O my soul? Put your hope in God. Put your hope in God. If you don't know that song, you should look it up. It's a really good one. But anyway, why are you so cast down, O my soul? And why are you so disquitted in me? Hope you in God. For I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. Verse 7 of chapter 42 says, Deep calls unto deep at the noise of the water spouts. All thy waves and billows are gone over me. Hmm. 
deep cries out to deep from the noise of thy water spouts. He is the source of it all. And if you will listen, if you will just trust Him and call out to Him, at times we've got to be brought to the deep distresses of life before we call out to the deep well of salvation. We've got to be brought to the deep fearful place and panicking place and distressing place in our life before we call out to the deep never-ending water of healing and salvation, that well that springs up. I believe again that there are many of us today who are at this place. We're in distress. Worry, panic. But I also believe that there are many of us who have simply had enough. Enough. I'm not going to exalt this issue anymore. I, if you will turn the news off, I can, I can, I can, I can almost promise you your day's going to go better. I watch the news for one reason, and most of the time they're not right. Is it going to rain or not? Other than that, I don't even care. Are you going to exalt the issue, or are you going to exalt the Lord? Will you encourage yourself I encourage you to encourage yourself in the Lord. Will you strengthen yourself in the Lord and, and march into the enemy's camp and take back what's been stolen or taken from you? I had someone ask the question one time, well, why would you, why could, why, why, how can the devil steal something from you that the Lord has given? Because you let him. You let him. He can't take anything that you don't allow. The Lord allows, listen, the Lord allows or causes everything to happen, but what you lose, you lose willingly. If you stand fast and stand in the Lord, you're not going to lose. Don't, you're not going to be moved. You're not going to be I want the worship team to come back, and I, and I want you to sing that. I exalt thee. We exalt thee. But I want you tonight, wherever you are, at your house, car, out in the park, just to worship Him and praise Him as they sing this song. I encourage you to exalt Him tonight and not the issue.
He is absolutely worthy of all of our praise. I want to encourage you, one, be careful who you listen to. Pay attention to what you listen to. But get into His Word. Pray. Seek His face. Because He'll deliver you. He'll keep you. He'll sustain you. But you got to let Him. you got to let Him. Lord, we thank you for your presence in this place. Thank you, Lord, for your word. And we know that it won't return void. We thank you, Lord, for already adding to the family, the lakeside family, Lord. When what people thought would create loss, Lord, you have, have turned it into gain. Thank you, Lord, The lives are being changed. Souls are literally being saved. We praise you for it. Lord, we thank you for giving us a bigger platform than we could ever build. We thank you, Father, for preparing us a sanctuary much greater and grander than we could ever expect or imagine. God, I'm going to go ahead and praise you for the Pine Ridge Revival. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and praise you for the addicts that's going to be freed, for those that are bound by homosexuality and lesbianism that's going to be set free, that's going to walk out of this place praising you, those that are in bondage to depression and, and oppression that are going to be freed in your name, Lord, those that are even lame and sick and, and, and even coming in with the withered hands, Lord, they're going to walk out healed in the name of Jesus. God, we thank you that you are still the way maker. You're still the miracle worker. And Lord, even when we don't see or believe it, you're still working. God, we're going to praise you. <laughs> we're going to praise you, Lord, for all that you've done and all that you'll do. Lord, you are a man of your word. If you said it, we believe it. And we thank you, Father. We give you the glory and the honor. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. I encourage you to tune in Wednesday night. We'll be live. Summer will be ministering. But until then, if you need us, call or, or send us a message. Text us. Um, but we thank you from the bottom of our hearts for the financial support for the church. Because uh, we're still going. Uh, just as wide open as we ever have been. And we still... Uh, there's still work to be done. There's still much land to be possessed, so we ain't stopping now. We love you guys. Thank you guys, and we'll see you soon. Be blessed.